Hey everybody, producer Dave here. This week's show is a freebie. So if you go to patreon.com slash echoplex, you can find the show for the 23rd of December 2018. You can download the whole live broadcast straight off of IceCast 2. Of course, you can still listen to the podcast release in your podcatcher, but why not check out the whole show and maybe while you're there, consider supporting us. Oh
All right, we back, and uh, it's eight o'clock. That means it's a uh, time for the recorded part of the show that goes out to the podcast listeners. Uh, if you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. This is the Plex. We're live every Sunday from seven to nine p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. Find us on social media. Just look for Echoplex Media. Where the usually the red, black, and white logo, but now most of the places were probably going to be this painting that I just got for Christmas. <laughs> but don't worry about that. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks patrons. Thanks regular listeners, and thanks podcast listeners. And I'm, I'm producer Dave. I'm the Meanie Wench. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Weege Queen. Find us on Discord, discord.me slash Echoplex. Join our Patreon and see the varying levels of wonderful riches we shall shower upon you at one, five, and ten dollars. Patreon.com slash Echoplex. Who are you, my good lady? I am Teacher Allison. Hooray! Yay! And you can find me on Twitter at Kiss of Tillis, or you can follow my blog, OptimisticSatire.blogspot.com, which is Oddly enough, not much satire <laughs> or optimism. So it's ironic. The optimism is actually going to start showing up with the next few. <laughs> That's what you keep telling them. I know. I just <laughs> been reading this amazing person and I'm very excited to actually kind of modernize his ideas. So fun. And I'm the Breadboard Baker. Uh, you can find me at Breadboard Baker on Twitter, Breadboard Bakery on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, as always, it's uh, it's been a crazy long 2018, and it's been a pleasure to be behind this microphone um, and being in, being in the studio again. Give the people what they want. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop It's the sound of a taser Your body drops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Thank your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Thank your local police Got rid of the corruption and the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Cause they don't do nothing wrong Donate the cops 
you can't blame them for just doing their job Don't make the cops Well, you gotta wonder how much would it cost for you to be shot at and stabbed at by maniacs and drunks Don't make the cops Don't make the cops back that was our theme song the roughies don't hate the cops and we're gonna go right to this docket uh we have one local story this week it is a 23 year old bay area man was arrested for an alleged isis plot and uh this is all the audio i could find about it it uh i have more questions than answers a sentencing of an east bay man accused of being an isis sympathizer has been continued until january newly released undercover video shows 23 year old amar alagagi talking to an undercover agent about his plans to kill as many as 10,000 people in the Bay Area. Alagagi is a Berkeley High School graduate, originally from Yemen. He said that he wanted to set uh, fire in the Berkeley Hills and set backpack bombs on the UC Berkeley campus, among other plots. And like, if you want to like plant a bomb or like walk into a place with a bomb, you don't, you don't even have to do it yourself. Like there's so many homeless people there that would do it for you for like a dollar or something. Back in July, he pleaded guilty to creating social media accounts for people he believed were Islamic State supporters. But authorities say his plans were more elaborate than that. They say that he signed up to join the Oakland Police Department so he could steal weapons. His lawyer and family insist Alagagi is not a terrorist, but instead a sarcastic young man who likes to brag and get a rise out of people. None of I the, believe that, yeah. None of the rest of that sounds like... No. None he of the rest... He said he was going to do those things, but there was absolutely no way in hell that he had the resources or the know-how or the wherewithal to carry out any of those tasks. And I'm fucking... To I'm, the least of what it could be. I'm just a little suspicious of this undercover agent, too, because there were stories. There was this group of people out of Florida. They were supposed to be blowing up the fucking Sears Tower or whatever, but... The thing is, the FBI, like, gave them the idea and sold them all the weapons and shit to, like, the bombs and shit to do it. And I'm start, I'm just thinking... Is it like the cops busting the undercover drug dealers? Well, no, they're, like... So they find somebody who's on social media doing some trolling, pretending to be an ISIS sympathizer or whatever to get a rise out of people. And then they suggest things to this person, like, that you ought... You might... You might should... Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's what happened here, but I know that that happened in Florida. There was a cell, a cell, and it turned out that uh, like the whole thing was just a fucking frame up. Like they met this guy, and basically, if if I understand it correctly, the FBI agent radicalized these four men and got them to agree to bomb a building, like which is some pretty powerful persuasion. And I think he would be a good interrogator, the man who radicalized them from the FBI. What's the name of that guy that fucking that lures the fucking pedophiles to come and meet the little kids? I can't remember his name. Chris Hansen. Chris. So basically, it's like the they they Chris Hansenized fucking uh busting up isis stuff they're like why don't you come bomb this thing right over here i think we should keep an eye on this <laughs> i think that i think i just i'm just not sure what happened here because some of the shit seems far-fetched like the 10 killing ten thousand people who and was like, the reporter that got busted for saying he was like in the fucking 
deep in the shit and like stuff that was getting bombed and proved that he was like nowhere near. What is it? They, they almost, I don't know. Everybody brags. Or there was the, the um, or there was the time where the CIA had to lure some, um, some homeless man with a vial of crack <laughs> to sell it in front of the white house so that he could be arrested by the DEA and president Bush could have this vial of crack saying we got, we, we, this was an actual a vial of drug that was being sold in front of the White House. It has come to the to Washington D.C. and it was all a setup. They had to get the guy, give him the crack, persuade him that he needed to go and sell that to um, to make a few bucks today, and and then bust uh, you know put him on the train to you know in front of the White House. Right. And this has happened before. This is what I'm saying. Is this just all seems like. I'm just fucking skeptical of the government's story in this. I would totally believe that the government does a scare tactic to keep us letting them do what they're doing. But at the same time, I actually thought about the 10,000 and I it actually makes sense based on what he said. That would be doable. And I don't want to be the undercutter cop that tells you how to do it. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that that's probably what's going on here. Like this undercover cop isn't there just observing this undercover cop is probably there egging this person on yeah. and they're, what if it's the undercover cop that radicalized this person and got them to commit or to think that the next step was to commit violence? Then, like, how are you fucking solving crime by creating one so that you can arrest somebody? That's yeah. like a fucking weird thing to do. I think, like, undercover cops should never encourage people to commit crimes. If yeah. you have to be down to commit a crime that was someone else's idea in the course of your investigation, I guess that is what it is. But encouraging someone else to escalate their criminal behavior is like why would you do that it's horrible it should be illegal i just think that there's a it's not out of the realm of possibility that this is one of those cases yeah yeah what with the um the actual real terror committed by white nationalist and alt-right groups there um there's a lot of that news that they could be reporting but this guy has um, a middle eastern sounding name dare i say it and so they wanted to arrest those kind of people to preserve the narrative (laughs) those kind of people episode whatever 119 those kind of people (laughs) so i hate to do this we're gonna move on that was fucking uplifting (laughs) sorry um the next one is uh, all right it's either duck season or flu season or fucking i don't know just don't don't get people vaccinated here's some fucking religious loon well listen partners we don't have a flu season we've got a duck season a deer season but we don't have a flu season and don't receive it when somebody's threatens you with everybody's getting the flu. We've already had our shot. He bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases. That's what we stand on. And by his stripes, we were healed. If you've already got the flu, I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I pray for every person that has symptoms of flu. I'm asking you, Lord, by your supernatural power to heal them now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Flu, I bind you off of the people in the name of Jesus. Jesus himself gave us the flu shot. He redeemed us from the curse of flu. And we receive it and we take it and we are healed by his stripes. Amen. You know, the Bible says he himself bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases. And by his stripes, we were healed. 
when we were healed, we are healed. So get on the Word, stay on the Word. And if, if you say, well, I don't have any symptoms of the flu. Well, great. That's the way it's supposed to be. Just keep saying that. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. Put words. Inoculate yourself with the Word of God. <laughs> this is the branch of the church that handles venomous snakes, isn't it? Or the fucking choir boy is one of the two. Mm. <sighs> no, inoculus. Um, what they're telling them. This do, is a flu inoculation. Sorry. Do not <sighs> tempt fate. I think that's. I think that was like Satan tempting Jesus in the desert. Mm-hmm. Don't tempt fate. Get yourself vaccinated. Herd immunity is a real thing. Right. I was gonna go. Okay. This is not about you getting the flu. This is about all the people you know getting the flu. It's about people like my grandma, my grandpa, who if they got pneumonia, they ended up in the hospital for like a week and then rehab for a week or two. So here's the deal: the lady that's doing this this video, this this speech, speechifying. <laughs> she doesn't have any fucking yeah, you hype think, men. You think there's a lot of people around her that she's gonna get sick if she gets sick? Oh, not that many. <laughs> no, she's going to lead a church group into like uh, northern Africa and and you know bring back some measles for everyone. Hopefully, in Hopefully, she'll get shot with arrows. Oh, she's fully vaccinated. No, just so you know, the, the, she doesn't have any. She doesn't even have any hype men. That's how much people don't want to hang out with her. Like, there's even a, a hype man willing to like chill and say, "Yeah, mm-hmm, amen, hallelujah," behind you if they're like down with your grift. But if your grift isn't good enough, <laughs> you ain't got no hype men. There's nobody on Twitter calling you a cuck if you don't agree with the woman who is <laughs> doing this fucking nonsense. But she needs like a mm-hmm, amen, mm, yeah, mm, mm-hmm, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, like the fucking like Jim Baker. Oh. So yeah. on this episode of the Plex, the hits keep on coming. There's a guy named Dave Seaman. Uh, he's a Pizzagate okay. conspiracy theorist, and oh, no. of course, so his name bad is jokes. <laughs> so many bad jokes. Of course, and it's. I guess he's suing Google for kicking him off of YouTube, and also this. And at ten months of not having a YouTube channel, and therefore not having all the traffic that came from that YouTube channel, has been a death blow to our startup. We tried our best here in Washington, and I was hopeful that a lawsuit against Google would progress. I was hopeful a lawsuit against Google would progress, but it did not. Uh, They've asked for a delay from the court, and the court has granted the delay. So the fight's not over, but we're not going to hear an answer until well into the new year, well into 2019. Uh, Amazing that even the court system cannot be our salvation. The courts aren't our salvation because... Nobody seems to care that I've been censored, that I've been censored and no. deplatformed and demonetized, and I am out of money, and I'm also out of steam. Why do this for people who are so ungrateful? We want that channel back. Without it, we're starving. We're reaching the same small audience, not the large audience uh, from before. And now I'm a poor person, right? I don't understand why the public would do that to me. Attack me constantly as a liar. Okay. Number one, you're not a martyr. Number two, roll your own stack and own your own fucking shit. Number three, up your fucking game and handcuff yourself to fucking YouTube that nobody will fucking care about. Yeah, go handcuff yourself to a building and they'll like offer you a scone and you'll right? be totally embarrassed. The cops will come on and handcuff you whenever you're ready. Just give them a or, call. Or whenever you have to pee. Or <clears throat> whenever you have to pee. Don't pee on that building. You'll get arrested for that. And number four, um, the people aren't 
watching your stuff for not the reason that you think they're not <laughs> your audience is small because your 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 shit is whack google is not the internet as much as they would like you to think it is yeah i'm just saying survival of the fittest if you're not that good on the internet no one wants to listen to you you're gonna die you got a deal yeah they kicked him off because he's a um what's the thing i'm looking for he's an unpunched nazi as far as i know he's an asshole he's oh uh, i love that song <laughs> <laughs> no pizzagate's real we didn't self-enrich yeah. off of it i'm poor let's see a big earthquake in california big earthquake to wipe out google and youtube wouldn't that be beautiful wouldn't that be an affirmation that god is still out there somewhere right obviously a pretty autistic god but if we can get his attention for a few minutes wouldn't a massive earthquake in california to wipe these pieces of shit out wouldn't that be beautiful no wouldn't that be absolutely beautiful uh because they don't fear the court system right google doesn't fear the courts for me, that was an enormous amount of money to, to put that up, to file that. For them, it was nothing, just course of business. Uh, but for me, you know, being pushed off till next year, till, uh, you know, January of, of uh, 2019, before we even get an initial reply from Google, every day matters, right? To me, every day matters because I've been silenced from my own channel for now 10 months. But hey, enjoy the quakes. Enjoy the quakes, Googlers. Big ones. Right? It can still be a glorious 2018. We got enough time. Big fucking quake. That's what I want for Christmas. That's all I want. I want to see Googlers. I want to see Googlers deep under the surface Googlers. of the earth. Uh, thanks to tectonic plates. That's all I want, right? From my lips to God's ears. You know what? There's so much shit to unpack here. We should just light the whole fucking suitcase on fire. We should have just done the whole episode about clip two of Dave Seaman. We should have done it like 15 seconds of clip, five minutes of talking. Fifteen. I'm going to unsubscribe from this dude's fucking magazine because he's got way too many issues. This guy. Okay. <laughs> this guy. He's so confused. He, that, um, that, was some, um, that was some amazing, um, you know clip matching there but, we went from the one lady who um, who said that if everyone here who is watching me prays to jesus then um then jesus's flu vaccine will protect all of you mm-hmm. right the flu vaccine of jesus will protect all of you right so that's using prayer to give yourself something that you need through medicine right this guy now we have god praying to god to, to destroy kill people in my backyard Literally. Yeah. And, um, and um, you know, cursing them just in time for Christmas. <laughs> uh, that's a curse, right? It's a negative prayer. That's what God pr- is all about. A curse is a negative prayer. <laughs> and, and Which just, is why the whole God thing is fucking bullshit. This is, the, you've done it in two clips. Just the fact that he went from, oh my gosh, they cut my channel off and, and, that is to literally become Lex Luthor. Like, <laughs> he tried that shit already yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. And you just turned yourself into a supervillain because they kicked you off YouTube? Like, really? Except that the thing that he isn't is a supervillain. And yeah. here's why supervillains, like, they Pe- get shit done. People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually. Exactly. Nine tenths of the way done. Oh, so he's actually. an impotent Lex Luthor. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Well, there's a lot going on there. 
<laughs> All right, everybody, Merry Christmas. We're beginning to hear about indictments. palate cleanser because yeah. shit was uh, man the beginning of that docket was pretty rough uh, <laughs> oh minty fresh thank you that was wonderful well not only do i have a palate cleanser i have two palate cleansers theme song for this year's christmas i felt like i felt like those just needed to go back to back because the first few stories in the docket were fucking terrible they were and i literally that should definitely be the theme for this christmas because every time i look around either in person or in the news i'm like can you please stop being an asshole it's christmas like one day it's not a lot to ask yeah i mean please don't pray for us and google to perish in fiery lava yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, the death of a few million people on Christmas is definitely not in line with that story. I believe in said, God, but there's tectonic plates. To be fair, he said by the end of the year, <laughs> and so that could be any day between now and the 31st. Okay, we're going to go back down into the fucking whatever. Uh, okay. Yeah. The first Trump 2020 ads appears to have appeared. This is Brad Parscale, campaign manager for President Trump. President Trump has achieved more during his time in office than any president in history. And that is why I need every Trump supporter to pick up the phone right now and deliver a personal thank you to your president. <laughs> we have a booming economy, historical unemployment, including the lowest unemployment rate for minorities in history. We are bringing jobs back to America through new trade deals, and the world is a safer place. We need to let President Trump know that we appreciate what he's doing for America. I need you to call the number on your screen and deliver a thank you to President Trump. Call or go online now. Call 800-684-3043 now and press 1 to tell President Trump 
Thank you. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you, President Trump. President Trump needs to hear from his supporters by calling 800-684-3043 or visit DonaldJTrump.com slash TV to thank President Donald Trump. I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. We need to make one of these with our own fucking phone number attached to it and just circulate that around. It'll, it'll, dude, seriously. No one in the White House is nice to him anymore, so he absolutely has to have the people who supported him call him or he's going to have a breakdown. Honey, no, you're making a, you're, oh, honey, I just, oh, honey, dear. You're making a categorical error thinking that the people who support Trump are the people who are going to be flooding this fucking phone number with oh. messages yes that's the other thing i thought of i was just like "Ooh, troll heaven right now really no that was this is a horrible idea <laughs> but if if it was our number the flip side of that is we would people would have some pretty good burns and some fucking we could like just <laughs> yeah. mine it for content it would be like reading through the fucking the the comments the uh, the ratings on um funny clouds <laughs> <laughs> okay so louis gomer louis gomer he's a uh, golly Never going to get fired because he only shows up on the docket like twice a year. He's going to talk about family separation, and uh, it's Louis Gomert. Sorry. And parents who have probable cause they committed a crime are separated from their children, and those are usually U.S. citizens. It's what happens when a parent is believed to have committed a crime. Mueller did it, and I know he's a hero to some folks around here. He did it to Manafort, separated him from his two beautiful children. It happens. Now, um, you mentioned... Yep, it's not the same thing because we don't then put those children in cages. Right, they go with like some they go rich, with a family member, like some rich uncle with Paul Manafort. It's like <laughs> like fucking silver spoons and shit. Lives in the Hamptons. We separated him because he's guilty of a federal crime and is serving jail time. It's not like we he's separated not. them because we wanted to. It's like he no, that's the punishment for his crime. Yeah, he didn't show up at a b- place of entry around or somewhere near seeking asylum. Seeking asylum is not a crime. Seeking asylum in another country is legal. He the, wasn't guilty of being brown. Also, pa- yeah, I was going to say Paul Man- <laughs> fucking Breadboard Baker beat me to it. <laughs> Check this out. Paul Manafort, Paul Manafort may sound like a Guido sometimes when he talks, but he's white. Right. And also, um, he was born here too, which is the unfortunate. border illegally is a misdemeanor. The, the whole thing is fucked up. It's not even like, no, they, they're not separating Paul Manafort from his kids and then he wonders if he'll ever see them again. They're separating Paul Manafort from his kids and they're like you were saying going to live in the Hamptons or you know yeah. maybe maybe uh, it's trendy to live in a nice loft in Brooklyn. Maybe they're living in a nice loft in Brooklyn. Yeah. They're not some kind of some kind of northeastern sort of like Connecticut sort of thing. Yeah, there's they're, they're, there's there's definitely a maybe a maybe a maybe a Massachusetts situation going on there. They're yeah. not living in a concentration camp with a shiny silver blanket. Right. The kids get separated from the rich parents and they just go live with their rich aunt and if their aunt isn't rich well shit fucking your parents are were rich so i guess your aunt oh ten thousand dollars a month allowance for the kid now your aunt's rich yep everything's fine it's like not even analogous because it's not like paul manafort was wandering through the desert trying to fucking trying to like there's none of this no, is, it's, it's not even in no yeah there's no comparison and there is just there's no justification for this and the fact that they're still trying is just it's ridiculous no they're still trying to they're trying to ramp it up 
this they're trying to what about ism with everything like they're they're trying to say well what about this and it's like well no pa- no uh, it's yeah. not even the same thing and like just stop like tell me why tell me why that this isn't a problem don't explain some other thing that you perceive as a problem because even if the thing the other thing that you say is a problem exists now you just got two problems it's not like it's not like the other one goes away <laughs> yeah and then you know they lose your kids in a fucking rushed together numbered system that didn't really number anything and and these kids don't speak English. Say what you want about the Nazis, but they fucking tattooed that shit on your fucking arm. <laughs> Not lose track of you before they killed you. Right. Yeah, they used punch cards. They didn't have computers, but they had punch cards. And they, they just put that shit on your arm, dude. That's like morbid. But I mean, they, I'm just saying like they wouldn't have lost track of you. That was they were. They mm. lost track of some people. Either way, all of this is what I've been saying for several large. One of my new thoughts is band-aids on bullet wounds Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. what the immigration issue really is about are so many more other issues and by building a wall or talking about and being anti-immigrant is a band-aid on a bullet wound it doesn't actually do anything it just makes you feel better actually actually Actually. (laughs) i hope we're the only show that does that (laughs) i hope somebody i hope somebody leaves a five-star review on itunes because but first of all, none of you motherfuckers have listened to us and none of you have left a one star review on iTunes. Just so just so everybody's aware, we've lobbied specifically for one star reviews and people hate this show so much yeah. that they just are like, well, I heard that guy demand a one star review. I'm going to leave him five stars. <laughs> no, we actually want you to leave a one star review. Yeah. I wasn't kidding. Yeah, we're not kidding. We because want the most one-star reviews. The worst reviews. rated podcast on everything. Dude, if we were the worst rated podcast on iTunes, that would be, we'd be like, oh, welcome to the worst rated podcast on iTunes. <laughs> the plot, right? That would be fun. It would be the best. Yeah. I'm like not even kidding. If you can rate us zero stars, I don't even know how iTunes works because I don't like, I don't wear jewelry. And <laughs> yeah. Don't report us for, um, for don't flag us or anything. No, no, don't no, Just no. give us as, as few stars as possible. I guess not reviewing us at all. No, that's neutral. That's neutral. That's chaotic. I, I'm like neutral. really pissed off when I like HK Perrin told us that it's just five star reviews and that there's some of them. And I was like, no, nobody even listens. <laughs> I, I'm talking to you, Ron Sorrell, who probably left <laughs> us a five star review. Everything else about you, I love you, Ron Sorrell. But <laughs> if you left us a five star review on iTunes, I'm, I'm a little mad. <laughs> One star reviews only. So, speaking of one-star reviews, there's a man named Stephen Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to talk about his hair because there were just like all those. Those great memes. There was great memes and animated gifs and stuff. After this, he went back with his normal hair. Okay. But here's 32 seconds of madness. I don't even know who he's, know who he's trying to talk to. I think he might be trying to talk to Wolf Blitzer, but I don't remember. Okay. This funding fight. But, but he hasn't let's, received let's cut, oh, the, do this. The right now, billion. as we speak, he right watched, now, as we speak, he, there is a surge of illegal immigration heading towards our country that presents a national crisis now. No, right, not right a month now, from now, though, not a year from now, right now. And this president took an oath, like every lawmaker in Congress, to defend the citizens of this country. How many more innocent people have to right, die Stephen, in pursuit of an open borders agenda? Con- Calm down a minute. We don't have to yell. These are important policy issues that we're discussing. The American people have a right to know where you and the president, the White House, stands. Uh, Wolf Blitzer has this all wrong. Here's what you do. You go, hey, you know what? This is my show. I'm going to go to break. I keep trying to break in to ask you a question. You keep bulldozing me, and we're on national TV, and I have a job to do, and my producer's barking in my ear. Can we go to break? Yeah. You shut Stephen Miller the fuck down. Blame it on your producer. And then when you come back, you try to ask your question. 
and he does that shit to you again and you go uh cut his mic i'm sorry i can't do my job with you on the because yeah because it's you can't fucking gish gallop people with a bunch of fucking words that are certainly strung together all in a row and you think he'd be you think Wolf Blitzer of all people would be wise to that kind of trick when he gets snowed by a representative of the government. You know Wolf Blitzer loves is power. Access. And same thing. True. You say the same thing about Chris Hardball? Chris Hardball loves power. <laughs> uh, but Chris Hardball ain't going to be credulous to you know fucking Stephen Miller cuz no, Stephen Miller no. is a fucking idiot and doesn't no. have any power. Wolf Blitzer is dumb yeah. and doesn't know that Stephen Miller doesn't have any power and he could make there would be like Wolf Blitzer tank memes <laughs> if he would have been like, "Hey, what you're saying is word salad and I'm trying to ask you a question." Right. If he would have done that, there would have been like Wolf Blitzer like panzer division tank memes which would have been a little bit problematic but at least like at least like he would have been on twitter yeah if there were eight bit like fucking arcade games so that would be Is good he, that, that would be fantastic well, that's something I think the news has to do generally with all of these talking heads that have word salad is call them on it and yeah. cut their mics and do this so that they know that they, if you want to have a coherent conversation, that's the only way we're going to talk to you. Well, the problem is, is that it was Wolf Blitzer's show and the guy that was his guest wouldn't let him break in. And that's like, no, you just can't do that. And just talked yeah. as fucking fast as he possibly could. Like you, he went on there to... He didn't want to answer any questions. He went on there to, I don't even know what the, I don't even remember what the fuck he said because it's Stephen Miller. I'm just, well, yeah, I, he just pushed he words lied. the um, the way that uh, crazy chemtrailers uh, put, pack their memes with words. He was talking like his dermatologist told him his hair would grow back with every word he said. He was talking like the micro machines <laughs> guy. Yeah. Micro machines guy is like, dude, motherfucker, slow the fuck down. What the fuck? <laughs> wow so we, had, so we had some tense moments in the uh, united states house of representatives and, oh god and the these, situation oh did we the government was about to shut down but instead well we're gonna let uh comrade subaru uh explain what's oh, about to happen comrade subaru is the best at explaining the things and uh, I have to pee, and also you don't want me explaining this nonsense to you because I'll end up talking about something else. Fair warning. As we hurtled toward tonight's shutdown of the federal government of the United States with Congress and the White House under unified Republican control, nevertheless unable to find a way to keep the government funded and open, Republicans in the House Rules Committee scheduled an emergency meeting tonight. And you might expect that in circumstances like this, right? This is the time for emergency meetings when we are heading toward a government shutdown. Except their emergency meeting ahead of tonight's shutdown was an emergency meeting, all hands on deck, about cheese. Specifically, they met to consider a bill called the CURD Act, C-U-R-D. If you want to know the specifics, the CURD Act would apparently allow certain types of cheese to be labeled as natural, even if they contain artificial ingredients or synthetic substances. That's the CURD Act. Um, I, if I remember correctly, HK... Perrin has told us that there is no such thing as non-GMO cheese. That it literally part of cheese being cheese is that it is a, it is genetically modified in a way. Oh yeah, but a but meeting a regularly a regularly scheduled meeting about the cheese somebody couldn't have really had a problem. But an emergency meeting about instead of the shutdown, which is the only thing they should have been talking about at that cheese. point. 
This is like when Tucker Carlson like avoids talking about Michael Cohen and instead talks about pandas. <laughs> well, this clip is not over. There's a hero and a villain, and I hope you're ready. But if you want to know why this curd act was the cause for a cheese emergency meeting in Congress while the government was in the process of shutting down tonight, well, in that instance, you have a friend in Democratic Congressman Jim McGovern. This is an emergency meeting that, uh, that we're, we're having here, and I've, I've seen some surreal things around this place, but uh, this is really something. Uh, vital parts of our government are about to shut down in just a few hours, uh, and the Republicans have called an emergency meeting on cheese. I mean, has anybody considered how ridiculous this is or how bad the optics are as the American people are watching what's going on here? By all means, if you think the most important thing we have to discuss right now is cheese, I'll, I'll let you have at it. That was Chuck Schumer? No. No, who's no. that? No, That different. was Jim That's McGovern? Jim McGovern? Jim McGovern. Oh. They kind of sound the same. Well, I mean, they're just all like, white politicians sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, no, I can tell the difference between fucking Lindsey Graham and Chuck Schumer. Okay, and Mitch McConnell. Lindsey Graham has a little bit of a spring in his step when he <laughs> talks, even though he's sitting down. In other I'm just words, saying, he's saying light and the loafers. A little bit, light, light, the light, loafers are the lightest loafers. <laughs> <laughs> his loafers want a mint julep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do like the senator that was like, "Hey." Um, the optics look really bad yeah. like we're supposed to be running the or they're not the senator it was the house of representatives yeah. it was the congress we call him the congress person your yes. birthday can't come fast enough because oh, that is the day your birthday falls on the same day that the house of representatives falls under democratic control oh fantastic i don't need anything for my birthday <laughs> <laughs> okay so i hate to do this to you guys do you, is the, there a word the for is there a word for the opposite of a palate cleanser? Uh, <laughs> a oh. bitter pill. A bitter I, pill? A hard pill to swallow? I'm just going to play this for you. Um, this is this is a real thing that occurred. A black I, cloud. Um I'm uh, dude, it's a black cloud. At a top robotics company in Japan this week. Four robots being developed for military applications killed 29 humans in the lab. And they did it by shooting what he called metal bullets. I didn't know there was any other kind. The scariest part is that lab workers deactivated two of the robots, took apart the third, but the fourth robot began restoring itself and somehow connected to an orbiting satellite to download information about how to rebuild itself even more strongly than before. And this, this next sentence, is a, this is a quote. I'm, I'm writing this down. I've been doing this for years. This is serious shit, Linda. <laughs> but you're never going to hear about this in... Okay. First of all, we need to cut out this is serious shit, Linda, and that's got to go on the soundboard. <laughs> okay, but okay, so this was, I'm okay. just telling you that I looked into this and this, I am quite sure that Linda uh-huh. is telling you a true story. Yeah. Linda is credible and 
so yeah, whatever the opposite of a palate cleanser is, what 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 had happened was they tried to disassemble a fucking military robot that had some kind of a machine learning that was designed to rebuild itself if it was being destroyed because that would what you would you want your combat it's robot. It's a war to, machine. Right. So you tried to decommission your war machine and it fucking killed fucking 29 people you know like like dr zang and shit with like metal bullets metal bullets which because is a, it interpreted that as an attack can i just say that of all of the fictional movies i've watched in my life ultron was not the one i thought was going to happen <laughs> now i'm right we are this is how we're all gonna die <laughs> Everyone would like to welcome our new War Machine Overlords to Echoplex oh Media and their new show that will appear on Wednesdays. Beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. Please don't shoot me and kill me with your metal bullets. Metal War Machine Overlord. Oh, we didn't like those scientists anyway. This is some real shit. Linda has to go on the soundboard. That is a must. <laughs> Linda. In fact, in fact, if you guys have to wipe out Linda, we're cool with it too. Linda for speaking. No, Linda needs to be on there too. This is serious shit, Linda. But you're yeah. ne- this is serious shit, Linda. Yeah. yeah. But you're never going to. It could be Linda Hamilton and it's the Terminator, so that would work. Yeah. Welcome Skynet 2019. I'd like to let all the robots know that I'm really good with turtle wax. And um, anytime, please don't kill me. I have a use in the, in the world of the future. One of my best friends in high school is Sarah Connor. I'm not even kidding. Uh, what was awesome. her name? Was Sarah Connor. That's cool. I'm already grandfathered in. <laughs> I was born in Fremont. That's where, right? That's where they blew Terminator 2 when they blew up the building in Terminator 2. That was in Fremont. I'm just glad they didn't kill a bunch of Fremont scientists. We might have known some of them. We might have been doing a tribute to Johnny Anzaldo Jr. on uh, this show. Sh- no, oh, no. Don't wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm not wishing that evil. I'm just saying. <laughs> Put that Speak evil better on than Oh, man. Us. Speaking of wishing evil on you and everyone fucking listening to this show, <laughs> the next thing we have is Stefan Molyneux. I don't know if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, he talked about his trip to Poland where, like, he apparently he wasn't in Warsaw because there was no crime. Right, because it was full of he white like, people. He was like out in the... Oh, oh. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Here we go. Here's his reflections from his trip to Poland. First of all, I've always been skeptical of the ideas of white nationalism, of identitarianism, and white identity. However, I am an empiricist, and I could not help but notice that I could have peaceful, free, easy, civilized, and safe discussions in what is essentially an all-white country. The monoculture that has survived from the Middle Ages through the Renaissance, through the Enlightenment, through the Industrial Revolution, into the 21st century in Poland is something to be treasured, respected, admired, and protected. Uh, I have two things. Go ahead. Um, you have the floor. One being Poland has been a stomping ground for multiple other ethnicities for centuries. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And two, any monoculture is going to function better than a civilized culture if you're ignorant. So if you want it, that's just going to how it was going to work. If you look at the Americas before the Europeans invaded, they had continents of cooperation as yeah. in monoculture mm-hmm. and oh you found a country of white people that got along like that's about as big as an area as you're ever going to find a white people getting along well if you're gonna like just put a fucking imaginary border somewhere 
than uh, in an area where people lived there 14,000 years before you decided to fucking row, row, row. That's like older than the earth is. I'm not even buying that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, even in our own liberal ass state, producer Dave, there is fucking evidence of cultures that have lived in this fucking state for 14,000 years at least. And they exist in the state of Jefferson, which has a fucking Bethel. So go fucking figure but they also think that fucking stretched out tall ass aliens lived on Mount Shasta too. So, okay. So this guy is in Poland <laughs> talking about like, uh, here's, here's, here's the next clip. I'm just saying that wherever this guy was, he wasn't in fucking Warsaw because Warsaw is a fucking, there was only one clip of the war machines. Yes. That's sad. I want to know more about the war machines. The second thing I got from Poland <laughs> is that, The view of Poland from outside Poland, the ideological view, the leftist view, the collectivist view, that they're all Nazis and fascists and xenophobes and white nationalists and so on, is not only false, is not only wrong factually, it's wrong morally. These are good, decent people who love their country and have suffered enormously to retain its integrity. And they should be celebrated and honored, not slandered for some obscure, nefarious political purpose. That is wrong. The Poles are not guilty. And guilt has been so infused into the hearts and minds of Europeans and of whites that to see a shame-free and guilt-free culture, a resilient, strong culture that is resisting collectivism, is something that moved me more than I can probably ever express, but I hope is encapsulated in the footage that you're seeing in this documentary. Okay, first of all, what you're doing is not a documentary. You're Stefan Molyneux. What you're doing is white nationalist propaganda. He's at the beginning of this whole thing, he said, I've always been skeptical of white nationalism and blah, blah, blah. But the only reason we've ever had him on the docket is because of white nationalism. Right, because we don't um, we don't differentiate between the three things that he listed: the the white identity, the identitarianism, and the white nationalism. All of those are unpunched Nazis. All of those are racists. Well, I just don't want to like start splitting my fucking fascist hairs. <laughs> like, like I'm I don't like this guy. <sighs> We have another clip of this too. This guy went to Poland. You know what he better do? He went to the fucking countryside where like all the people are rich and like everybody's, or maybe they're not rich, but they've all got a nice house and there's just one tavern and everybody there's white. Nobody lives in the city. Motherfucker, go to Warsaw. They will skin your ass alive there. I feel like just because he went to Costco and bought a fucking keyboard and did his own background music that it does not a <laughs> not does not a documentary make. He tried to hire Juan Maserati and Juan Maserati said, "Where are you at? I need to punch you." <laughs> <laughs> Trying yeah. to be some discount rate Werner Herzog. Yeah, he. Not only did yeah, yeah, he has no understanding of reality with Poland's history and the <laughs> context an, in which he's talking, but he's an empiricist. He said it in the first clip, but he said, yeah, and he also said this is what the what this is what the left thinks that the that all the Polish people are Nazis, and I, I, I I've talked to, to a lot of people in the left, and none of them have said that about yeah, w- Poland. Where is he getting all this anti-Poland stuff? I've never heard anyone just go after Poland. 
Here's the deal. Uh, Stefan Molyneux is a grifter. Yeah. He um, may not eat. He pro- He seems. He seems. He seems to have outsmarted himself into thinking that he's smarter than he is. Oh uh, yeah. It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't ever occur to him that he might just have bias and that he needs to like think about that. Like, it certainly does. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I'm an empiricist, and I. W-. He basically said he went to go visit Poland. Probably in a place that people go to visit Poland. So maybe it was a resort town. Maybe it was like a, a tourist trap. You know, he went to visit Poland and he thought it was nice because all the white people were nice to him there while he was on fucking vacation. When you're on vacation and you go to a place where people go on vacation, they're really nice to you. And in Poland, those people are all going to be white. But this is like, I can guarantee you this guy was never in like a dense urban area of Poland. Poland is a wild fucking place and I don't even claim to know very much about it, but I guarantee you that just my doubt of Stefan Molyneux's stories shows that I probably know more about Poland than he does because he went to like the Hamptons in Poland. I'm assuming mm-hmm. if that makes sense or Beverly Hills and Beverly Hills is a little too diverse. Let's go with the Hamptons. Yeah. Okay. The hell of Connecticut. I know the Hamptons is in, in Connecticut, but close enough. Close enough. It's, it's that waspy fucking Tommy Hilfiger's ideal fucking customer. Well, the thing is, he's actually feeding into the EU's general white nationalist propaganda that's in there is in the sense that if you go into the countryside of almost any European country, you're going to find some really nice white people and they all get along and they've been there for a really long time. That's anywhere in Europe. Right. But that's fine. And that's fine. But that doesn't have anything to do with. Right. That's most people don't live in the countryside in Europe. Exactly. And it's it's not a function of color. It's a function of circumstance. And it's a function of population density. Like this has nothing to do with race. If you go to a countryside where there are people who get along, like you've, if the Bay Area had a suburb, people still get along and they still be friendly and they be of different races and who cares? Mm-hmm. It's a function of the type of society you live in, not the color of the people in it. Well, when you move to another country, if you uh, emigrate somewhere, it doesn't occur to you to move to Stockton, but you would sure love to live in the Bay Area. You'd sure love to live in Los Angeles, New York, Miami, Boston, like all the cities that all the fucking baseball teams are from and the America is fuck folklore has gone on about. <laughs> Stockton from when you can't even afford Antioch. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I, I feel bad for people in Stockton who are cool and just are stuck yeah. there too. Like, yeah. but yeah. You're you're not wrong though because you go and this, there's this, still this idea. It's almost like the. It's almost like I would draw it similar to the Berenstain Bears if I was making a comic about it. Mm-hmm. That you go into the the hillsides and whatever and these these little places and you meet all these fucking nice white people and then maybe they wear the little fucking wooden shoes and offer you a hot chocolate, and that's definitely not what's happening. And I mean, I like over. I like over. Overplexified. Well, that's, that's Dutch. <laughs> I like overplexified or overproduced. Wooden, wooden, wooden shoes is Dutch. Right, but I'm just saying. Well, what's the German version of that? They give you. They, they come out in lederhosen and offer you a sausage. Like that's. Uh, 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 I mean, I mean that. Uh, well, in the city, somebody might come out not <laughs> in lederhosen and offer you a sausage. And a too. flyer for a rave. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> Somebody wearing lederhosen offered offering you a sausage like it's a very different experience depending on your population density mm-hmm. like in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on, we have one more clip of Stefan Molyneux, and I'm sorry, uh-huh. I'm I'm already into red light. It's five minutes to red light, everybody. White guilt is just a horribly profitable vending machine 
that people pound in order to get resources from largely white male taxpayers. And it's a horrible shakedown, and it's something that should be enormously resisted. And if you doubt as to why it should be resisted, look at Poland. Look at the glory, the celebration, the peace, the cleanliness. Everywhere I went, the streets are clean, the people are civilized. I did not see one drunk person, I did not see one fist fight, I did not see one crazy protester out there threatening violence because there are ideas that they don't agree with. What's not to love about something like that? Okay, so the, um, you're right, he went full Nazi right there. <laughs> Warsaw is a dirty grimy probably awesome fucking city like san francisco where you can go have a great time there's illegal parties and people are probably fucking shooting up in the corner there's and, fucking hookers and there's sh- piles of shit in front of the artisanal cupcake shop Warsaw and, may not have the artisanal cupcake shop yet but there's gang violence there's all the things about a city this guy's like talking about like a version of poland like you were like we were saying where it's it's like this this Id- idyllic countryside yep yeah, it's not, he's, yeah, definitely not in a city. And again, he's, yeah, he's went full Nazi. It's like, and it's the generalization of, oh, I went to this one place where these white people is really nice. You know how many places there are where that's not the case? There's lots of Poland. Right. And he, um, okay, so yeah, he didn't see anyone protesting the government. Motherfucker, in Poland, there are a lot of people protesting the government at any time. I don't know. In Warsaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like there are even smaller cities. The Warsaw is the one I know because I just know that like Warsaw, man, you, it's like it's like a cool place, but man, don't don't start any mess with anybody in Warsaw. Like, it's it's a bad, it's a dangerous place. There's a fucking um, like uh, travel warnings for Warsaw, Poland regularly, and it doesn't mean the people there are bad or whatever. It's just, it just that means that it's it's, just, it's, it's unruly. Which just means that, um, what I'm saying is if they elected Stefan Molyneux, the mayor of Warsaw, Poland, there would be a permanent travel warning. <laughs> warning brown like, people. Do not bring your vagina here for any reason. It's fucking virgin city. Producer Dave. Well, at least we know they die in a generation. It's three minutes to red light. I have one more clip. Of this fucking jackass? No. Oh, thank God. Thank you. I mean... You would have just had to sit through it if it was. Put my fingers in my ears and go, la, 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 So in all this mess, I feel like Pat Robertson has really not gotten a fair <laughs> shake on her docket because I feel like Pat Robertson, things have gone so far down the rabbit hole that Pat Robertson is almost getting edged out of the regular docket for not being fucking crazy enough. I don't think this is very good audio of Pat Robertson. I just feel like because of all all the places we've been, where we came from, I feel like we should play some Pat Robertson. And he's going to talk about Trump and Syria. And I'm sorry. I used to think the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan were the most fabulous basketball team. I loved watching him. And Jordan had a head fake and he would fake and and move to the basket and score. Well, the president is using a head fake and what he's doing He's been driven into the corner with all this business about him, Mueller and investigations and all this and Flynn and so forth. And so he pulls a head fake. He says, I'm commander in chief and I'm going to pull out of Syria. And everybody says, ah, and they start focusing on Syria. They take their eyes off something else. It's a head fake. And he's a master of it. But it's a head fake, folks. The president's a master at it. And he's just pulled one. 
So what are we talking about today? Are we talking about the wall? Are we talking about his defeat? Are we talking about Mueller? No, we're talking about Syria. He knows what to do. So anyhow, give him a little credit for being smart. Oh, the man who has (laughs) never had any military experience and never served as any representative elected a fucking official has the greatest military sense to pull out of Syria. That's why his fucking general resigned like the next day. He's like, oh, you got this. You don't need me. Yeah, if you're um, if you're making uh, policy decisions uh, because you're just getting uh, irritated on a phone call, you obviously don't need a secretary of defense. Or, I mean, you need a secretary of defense, but that one doesn't have to be me. Oh. That was a fire resignation letter. That was. So the problem here is I would be all for us getting the fuck out of the Middle East. The problem is. I have this real problem. Oh man. Okay. Good thing I didn't drink a lot because we're gonna go, we'll, we'll go over a little bit. Um, maybe we'll even do this one as a freebie. Who knows? Maybe we'll give. Maybe we'll do that, and it'll it'll be a freebie red light. Maybe. But now that we're in the Middle East, if we just haphazardly pull out of places, there are going to be people that were relying on our support. Uh, be they good people or bad people, some of them will be more or less good people. And if we just pull out, then it's not going to work. In this case, we're pulling out and the Kurds, who they were used as a bit of propaganda during the lead up to the Iraq war in 2013. But the Kurds, they're this kind of cool, anti-fascist, almost anarchist thing where they're like totally devout Muslims and shit or whatever, but like women are in the military and shit there. And it's, it's like a shitty situation. And I think that it came out of necessity more than out of ideology, but we've supported that in a lot of ways. And they've kind of had their own autonomous territory and us pulling out they're they're toast. Not to be confused with the curds they were arguing about before the government shut down. Also, (laughs) those are the cheese curds. Those are the cheese curds. Also, um, there was only 2,000. We only have 2,000 troops in Syria. And Trump sent more, sent three times that down to the southern border for a fake invasion that never happened. That is definitely true. But I, I think that him pulling out, like, sends a message to the people in the region. That, that, oh, man. We don't care. No, it's just, <laughs> you know, we should like get out of their business but we should do it in some sort of way that doesn't happen on somebody's whim like like if we're supporting the kurds then we need to leave their last wherever they're at Mm. because maybe we at the very least we don't want them to get fucking massacred right maybe we make a deal with somebody as we get out like they're i make the best deals how can there be Uh, with the kurds uh, you know what about the kurds they're you know yeah, well, they're, they're GMOs, and even with doesn't matter what, but if we we come in and we helped create that mess, like we have to at least clean up the mess we made. We've helped create all of the messes. It's like we're if we like tried to stay to clean up messes that we've created, we oh, would be never spread leave. so fucking thin Maybe that, that would there be... would just be illegals pouring over every border, like Canadians running amok fucking <laughs> and dylan peach visiting without permission i know the the people fucking 
putting up taco trucks on every corner. Ron Sorrell would be dancing in the living room with a fucking lampshade on his head. Fuck. (laughs) Open borders. It would be mayhem. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. (laughs) I would demand for whenever we leave this portion of the plex which is on every sunday from 7 to 9 p.m and on into red light what you got if you are tuned in this is the end of the podcast version and hang out red light will be starting here freebie. pretty soon are you gonna make it a freebie yeah i'm gonna make a freebie freebie yeah. we'll do a freebie okay um i say fucking go funk yourself by juan maserati because i also want to go out and smoke a cigarette and it's nice and long and historian if you're listening in uh and joe breadboard baker please monitor the phones Phone, phone number because the phone lines are going to be open after this is 415-903-7539 this is one Maserati this song's called Go Funk Yourself <laughs>